0: You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy Podcast with Chiara Covone, episode number 14. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Covone, with 20 years experience on my back, climbing the corporate ladder, and I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom to help you achieve success both at work and in life are you ready to create your own success story then let's dive in
1: hey everyone this is alan langer
0: hi this is chiara Covone.
1: and listen everyone is expecting my podcast as well as chiara's podcast finding today um so i am being joined by chiara from sweden and she is being joined by me for her podcast so Kiara how you doing this morning
0: yes well it's afternoon here oh, I'm that's uh, right. in <laughs> so that's the exciting part not only is two different podcasts but we're also in two different time zones so yeah it's a wonderful a bit windy but beautiful blue sky today oh all, all good what about you Alan
1: it's good it's it, it's it's uh, we've needed some rain in Rhode Island so uh, we've got a rainy day today but that's okay in the summer so uh, i 'm excited about this because uh Kiara and I met on LinkedIn and we talked about doing a combined podcast, so here we are doing it rather than kind of it 's good every now and then to change the format up and 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 do some different things and Kiara uh is an executive business coach is that did mm-hmm. I say that correctly
0: that's correct yeah
1: yeah, so she came up with the idea of doing this, so uh we 're going to basically have a conversation and you guys are going to listen in and um this is pretty cool, so I'm excited, so Kiara let's get into it Let's talk about what you know why don't you why don't you tell everyone what you do and and let's just ask questions back and forth and have some fun
0: yeah, so and I'll ask you also then to introduce yourself thank you Alan so so my background is really into marketing and innovation, so I've been working for twenty years in large multinational organization. I am originally from Italy actually, and left Italy um, sixteen years ago lived many years in switzerland enjoying skiing and a lot of fun life and then settled uh, with a swedish husband and therefore we moved to sweden <laughs> and it also uh, so last year i decided that um, life in corporate was getting to an end for me and i wanted to do something else and have a bigger impact in the world i'm really a challenger in terms of how we work how we manage our time uh, i really think we don't need to work um, more hours to be more effective. We just need to work harder and more committed and more focused. So that's really my big mantra and my big um, objective in life to help other professionals regain power of their life and time, achieve more, but with definitely less time and uh, less sweat. What like about that. you, Alan?
1: So yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about that less is more concept too. But uh, so I. Um I've been in sales now for 20 this is my 27th year, I believe. If I'm I'm losing count because I forgot how to count at this point. Yeah, yeah ever see the new math? math by the way. Do they have the new math in Sweden? Because my daughter comes home for tries to have me help her with math, and I can't even figure out how they're figuring these, things <laughs> things out these days. So um, but anyway, 27 years in sales. I have a I have a best-selling book on Amazon uh called The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. And my whole concept is um and this is, a, this is true even in you know, beyond sales is when you treat someone like a human being and not a process or a number, you're just going to be more successful and they're going to like you more. And sales is all about like and trust. And I train people how to be very successful without being the sales robot or without being the salesperson that people hate to talk to because he, here's the, here's the, 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 first line of my book. And this is what prompted me to write the book is I always wondered why people hated salespeople just was like, you know, why, why, why is that out there? And I asked, I, I used to go to this coffee shop every morning. I still do. Everyone that walked in the coffee shop for the first, I don't know, three weeks, it would turn out to be 278 people. I asked every one of them, can I ask you a question? And they would always say, yes. I'm like, do you like meeting with or talking with a salesperson? And all 278 said no. Not one person said, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Not even I don't mind it. They were all said, oh, God, no. The reactions I got were crazy. Mm-hmm. So then I, that's where I started thinking, this is a problem with this. And I was successful. What am I doing to solve it? So that's kind of my background. And then I wrote the book and then the podcast. And then I met you. And then here we are.
0: <laughs> so and let's 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 stay a little bit that because I really think it's so interesting. Um, because I'm also one of the person like, oh my god, salespeople, please not. But also when I do my coaching, I really tell the people, you know, it's not about you, you know, don't focus so much about you. Don't forget about who you're serving, what value are you adding? Right. So I wonder, I mean, can can you just let, tell us a little bit, you know, what is the the principle of this. That you teach your people. Uh, well,
1: from of a, from a sales perspective, and uh, and again, even uh, even talking to a child, I can use that as an example because basically, talking to a child, really up through their teenage years, and I've got I've got a twelve year old, a seventeen year old, nineteen year old, so I've got I've got the different levels. You're also trying to sell, right? You're also trying to convince them to do something. Usually, all the time. All <laughs> the time. Yeah, exactly. So, if you make it about what you want they're never going to do it. You always have to make it about them. And in a sales situation, if you're thinking about, I got to go in and make this sale today because I got to hit my numbers. um, You're never, you're always going to be a mediocre salesperson. If you go in, forget about your numbers, forget about your quota, forget about everything. Your number one goal is I'm going to help this person solve their problem today. Um, You're going to be a much more successful, uh, the terrible grammar, but uh, you're going to be more of a successful salesperson than you ever thought imaginable because you're you're changing that mindset. The mindset in sales is always like, let's get the sale, let's conquer, let's close them. I hate the term close, you know, let's do that, and it's all about the salesperson. So again, I talking love- to your, talking to a child, get in to clean their room rather than making them say, "I want you to clean your room." You would you would um, you know, there's reward systems and everything, but you make it about them. You know, what, you know, do you think it would be nice? How, how, imagine yourself sitting on your bed without all the wrappers there, how would that feel? You know, st- something like that, you know, that's a bad example, but uh, that, that's kind of what I mean and that's what my book's about.
0: It's really interesting because the model that I use and that really helps uh, me and my clients and everybody I help out with is that, exactly as you say, you know, when you have a thought, how do you feel about that? You know, if you're thinking, oh my God, I really need to sell that. What is the feeling that you're going to have? Because your feelings are going to generate your action. So if you're coming from a place of, you know, i really going to sell this today. I really got to hit my number today. So you start, you're starting from a, from a place of scarcity, right? You're, you haven't done your number right yet. You need to really sell more. Yep. So then your feeling will be, I'm anxious, I'm stressed. I'm disappointed with myself. And all those negative feelings won't be able to generate an action that is going to be resonating with your client. The client will perceive your stress, will perceive your negativity, will you perceive your anxiety, and that's why your result will be you're not going to sell. Yeah, right. you're going to you're going to fail with that. Right. Versus turning it around, you know, what is the you know what is the result you want to have? The result is that I want to I want to be selling. How do I sell it if I if the, the action is my customer needs to feel the value that I'm giving. You know, you really feel like I'm giving them something that I'm dying to get. I'm jumping on it because I really need it. So you really need to have that mindset when you when you when you say when you're trying to sell that. So how do you feel when you think of that action? Then you feel excited. You feel energized. You feel engaged. I'm gonna be there solving a problem, adding value to this person. So so this is really the you know the. Turning around. If you start with a thought that is not serving you, then start instead from the end result you wanna you wanna achieve and work your way up.
1: 100%. When I when I train reps, I always say one of the number one things you need to do is you need to have the customer envision what it, what it's going to feel like after they own your product or service or go through your service. If you don't talk about the feeling, the emotion of what they're going, how how owning this new car, you know, car dealer, Car manufacturers are brilliant at it. They, you know, why do you do a, a a test drive? Because you want to feel what that car is going to feel like when you're driving it. But if you're if you're if you're ordering something like, let's say it's as arbitrary or or as as pedestrian as a copy machine, no no difference to to copy machine salesmen. They're very important, but everybody, you know, there's a million companies that sell copy machines. So what's gonna what's gonna differentiate you from company A, B, and C who sells the exact same machine? you tell them the feeling they're going to have when, you know, you need, you had a deadline and you needed a thousand uh, collated sheets for, of the meeting notes and this machine got it done. That elicits a feeling in the customer that the other companies did not talk about. Cause all they talked about were the, were the, the, the technical features of the product. Beautiful. Yes.
0: So that, absolutely. that that's, that's
1: something to remember. So um, now I want you to, uh, I'm going to, changed gears a little bit because I just, I don't want to forget to mention this. So Kiara was on, did a presentation for my networking group last week, and she made a brilliant point that almost everyone in that group texted me or messaged me saying that was an amazing point that she made uh, about your to-do list and how to make, Mm -hmm. take that to-do list and turn it into something that you actually do. And so Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to talk about that because that one point uh, I think will help everybody.
0: Yeah, so definitely. Um, It's something that uh, um i challenge everyone and and it's so it's, it, as i say it's really powerful because the fact is that particularly if you're an entrepreneur if you're you know if you're working on your own if you don't have um your client that is pushing you on a deadline or your boss or whatever we tend to procrastinate a lot and and what happens is that we're all very good to write to-do lists but the problem is that we are we're trapped by the to-do list we're slaves to our to do lists because this to-do list is just a long list of unstructured things so what I do and this is what we talked about last Friday is that for every action you're gonna decide how much time is this gonna take you and and you know you're gonna push back and say well I don't know how long it's gonna take it's gonna take the time it's gonna take and I'm gonna challenge that because I you know I will remind you when you were in school and you had to you know bring in, a, you know, finish an essay in an hour or in 30 minutes, you are going to do it in 30 minutes or an hour. You didn't go back to the, the teacher and say, oh, sorry, can I get another hour? Can I get another three hours? <laughs> we're so sloppy with, our, with ourselves. We're very good in commitment when there is somebody else involved, but we're not honoring the time with ourselves. So what I do is that I really take, you know, I look at my to-do list and I decide how much time is this going to take? And, and that's the time it's going to take. Because the reality is that when we, do, we, we don't set ourselves this time, we're going to be distracted. Yeah? So if I know that I have this thing and I can do it you know, between today and Friday, I will just take the time it takes. And I'm going to be distracted, checking my email, checking Facebook, going to get a coffee with my husband, you know, every other activity that can distract us. Versus if I know that I need to deliver that in an hour, you can be sure there's no distractions. It's going to neither distract me nor you we're going to be so laser focused and we're going to get it done I and the thing that. is that also is what i say is that it doesn't need to be an a plus it needs to be a b minus yeah you need you don't have to aim for perfection because perfection is a slave of progress mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, if we're aiming to be perfect, it's never gonna be perfect on the first round and you can always revise later. So aim for that B minus. It shouldn't be a C minus, it should be a B minus. Aim for that and get it done in that time frame. And the other thing is that you need to put it in your calendar. It can't just stay lingering, yeah. I'm gonna it's gonna take two hours and I don't know what I'm gonna do it. Take it and put it in your calendar. I mean you're gonna feel if you look at my calendar, it looks like crazy, and I have color coding for personal, private, or you know other Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But it's really so so helpful, and it's not that you are not spontaneous. It's actually the other way around because if I make sure that I assign the time both for my personal and my professional um, task, I know that I'm gonna to stick to them. So if I want to have you know dinner or a drink or a coffee with. With somebody, I kind of do that. And that's yeah. in the, and then I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to really honor the commitment with myself and with the person that I want to meet. So, really taking that to do list and translating it into your calendar so that then you can scrap the to do list. You, you just, and that's really the, the discipline you do, right? You go through that, you put it in the calendar, off. Oh, off and the other thing also when you go through it you can prioritize you can see is there something i can delegate does it really need to be done because also you're realistic because when you start writing all this to-do list you know and you don't assign the time you might see that you're actually overstretching yourself you're expecting to work you know 100 hours this week do you really want to do that right
1: is that really right important?
0: right
1: so that that concept is is it, it's amazingly simple, but it's amazingly um, foreign to most people. E- even, even when you look at calendar apps, the tasks are separate. So it actually yeah. makes you list the tasks, list your to-do list. Like, great, you got a to-do list, but you're just saying, take those tasks and actually put it on your calendar and give it a time frame. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have this very detailed planner that I use every single week and it, It talks about my yearly goals, my quarterly goals, my monthly goals, and then what I need to do that week. But you're right. When I have it broken down into the week, then I'll look at most 10 items. I'm like, which one do I want to do first? Well, I don't, you know, so you're right. Then you get distracted because nothing is actually calendared, like you said. So I'm going to start taking Mm -hmm. those weekly goals and breaking them down into days and when I'm going to do them. And I just think that, you know, if anybody gets anything out of this podcast today, that I think would be. That's just a uh, that's a game changer, I think, for your time management. So that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, and that's really also in the in the concept of what we started talking earlier, right? This less is more. When you are more disciplined, when you are really more careful about your time and more respecting the honors and the time that you have calendared, then you will have more time. Because I really am very very keen on having my personal time, but also very keen on getting my goals done. So then I don't need to compromise. I don't yeah. progress with my goals and I don't, you know, I really have time for everything because the thing is that time is such an abstract concept. I mean, you know, when I hear people, like, sometimes I, I also argue with my husband because I'm, I'm you know, he doesn't do this. I tried to tell
1: <laughs> him. Like, <laughs> those damn husbands.
0: <laughs> of course, those are the worst people, right? <laughs> the <closest> to you, <laughs> and, and he says, I don't have the time. And I look at him like, that's exactly why you need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have the time because you 're overwhelmed, start being more disciplined, start being more cautious about how you allocate your time. you know we, we talked about this last week audit, audit your time. How are you spending your time? What are the activities that are eating up your time and anything that is really just that you 're doing unconsciously decide do you want to continue doing it or just crap it out so right. I think we are too passive you know we like like I like I'm talking to my kids, right? Then they they spend an hour on the game, and they're like, and I'm telling you, now time is over, but we just started. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this concept of time is so abstract. It's really interesting.
1: And I'm gonna I want to add something to that. The 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 actual concept of the tasks that you're doing. Um, there's a term out there called IAP, which is called an income uh, income producing IPA, income producing activity. And what I started trimming out, trimming the fat, as they say, is if you're not doing something that's either going to make your money or advance your business, you should be doing something else. Now, obviously you have the tasks that need to get done that don't do any of those things, but try to make 80% of your time IPAs, income producing activities, which means contacting clients, which means prospecting, which means doing your your module for your book, whatever it means, don't spend your time on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, scrolling because you're procrastinating. Everyone, like you said before, you can get so distracted so easily, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, it's been 20 minutes and I haven't done anything, and I didn't even know I was doing this. So try to really be aware of the activities you're actually doing, and then make sure eight out of 10 of them are advancing your business.
0: Absolutely, it's this concept of doing versus producing.
1: Yes, you, know, you, I remember you be- said that before too, yes, yeah.
0: right? You can keep yourself busy until the cows come home, but if you if all the activities are not working against the goals that you have set for yourself, for what the results you want to do, you need to challenge that. And I'm not saying that you don't you know, allow yourself to do things that are not producing, but at least you need to be aware of it, you need to be consciously saying, okay, now I'm going to spend 15 minutes of nothing time. Right. Fine. Yeah. Yep. But then don't say I don't have time.
1: Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm overwhelmed. You're right. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is awesome. So um, you wanted to talk about the less is more concept. We, yes. we, were, we were talking about that. So I, I mentioned to you that I have a story about that. And yes. uh, I am a big proponent of, not only less is more, but this is something I had to learn. And I'm also a big proponent of putting positive things out into the universe because I'm, I know if you do that, positive things will come back. And again, I can say this because it happened to me. So here's my story, and it has to do with how I wrote my book. So 2017, I was still selling windows and doors day-to-day, visiting 25 homes a week, um, and I had been doing that for, for oh, God, 16, 17 straight years for, for the same company. And I was always a number one sales rep. But in two th- 2017, I finished number two. I had a lousy year. My standards, I had a lousy year. Um,
0: yes, you still were number two.
1: Yeah, I was number <laughs> two. <laughs> um, I also, uh, I had some personal issues. So 2018 comes around, you know, everybody gets excited. They do their, they do their I call a New Year's resolution, a January to-do list, because after January, everybody forgets about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was driving in town, and I, and I had the concept of the book in my head for for about three or four years. And, you know, I would dabble with it, I'd write an outline, I'd start a chapter, never, again, didn't schedule time, didn't do anything for it. so I'm, on, I'm driving on Main Street in my town in Rhode Island, and I always went to the same coffee shop. And this particular morning, someone was parking in front of me and I look to the left and I see a new coffee shop. It opened a few months earlier, never even noticed it. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go to a new coffee shop today. So I walked in that coffee shop. And again, I'm just trying to get my, my feet under me again. I'm again, I just, just know that I just had a terrible year. So on the counter, uh, was a box of cards so the woman uh, Shannon who's the owner she's awesome she had this wooden box of cards they're called cue cards I actually have some in my my room right now and wh- those are the kind the, the kind of things you, you pull the card out and you flip it over and it has like a prompt question like what was the last nicest thing you did or you know just to ask you like you kind of think about things out of 300 cards the one I pull out I flip it over and it says what would you like your legacy to be Mm-hmm. And man, did that punch me in the stomach! And I'm like, you know what? I don't want my legacy being doing the same thing for the next twenty years, visiting homeowners and doing this. My legacy is teaching and training and speaking. That's what I real and writing. That's what I love to do. Those are my happy places. So I sat down at the count at the table. I called my boss, and I told him I'm taking the entire every morning off for the rest of the year. Do not give me any morning appointments. And he fell off the chair. He said to me, He goes, That's 30% less revenue for you. I said, Yes, I know, but I have to do this. And I made the decision that morning to write my book. And I was writing that book every morning. So I started January 3rd of 2018, and the book was finished May 31st of the same year because I was there every morning writing the book. And 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 here's the point I'm getting to. And I, I, I tend to be long-winded. <laughs> The less is more concept. So I still worked window, I still sold windows and doors that year. But here's the thing. I ran a hundred and I don't know, fifty-seven less appointments than I did the year before. And I sold a half a million dollars more. And I was the rep of the year in 2018 nationally. And it made me realize that when you change your attitude, when you when you do the things that make your heart sing, you just become a better person, not only for yourself, but everyone around you, your family, your customers. I was going into an appointment with much more of a helping mindset. And it turned, I went from one of my worst years to one of my best years. And obviously I wrote the book and it was a big sense of accomplishment. And since then, here I am two years later. But that, when I actually sat down and said, man, I ran 150 less appointments and I sold that, you know, I sold 30% more than I did the year before. That is an eye opener. So for anyone who's listening, when you think you got to do more, 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 it's the it's always the quality, not the quantity.
0: Oh my God, this resonates really a lot with me. I think there is two takeaways for me there. The first one is exactly as I say, you know, when you are committed, when you know that you have less time, you're actually gonna be better, more focused, more You know, you're gonna be listening more to your customers, learning and adapting because you know you still want to make money, but you have to have it to do it in half. You know, half of the time. So your brain is so powerful, right? We can, we don't trust our brain so much. But if you're more sloppy, you say, you know, I have all the year, I have all the time in this world. You're gonna approach every meeting in a very different mindset versus like this needs to be a sales. So approaching that in. Every time, but not with a desperation, as we talked before about I really need to sell it, but more I'm going to be here listening what this customer needs are and spending all the time it requires. I'd rather spend more time with this customer than do three visits, but really, really paying attention to what they're saying and offering value to them. So that's really, really important. And the other thing is, I did actually an episode about it in my podcast, which is about value-driven, value-driven goals. So your, your goal to write the book was driven by your values. Because one of the ways to find your own values is actually to think about what legacy do you wanna leave? Who do you wanna be remembered from and for? Yep. So, so that process that you did in that moment, you, know, you saw that card and you understood, yeah, what am I doing today to live my purpose? What am I doing to live my values? If I wanna leave a legacy, what am I doing today? Besides you know, making money for myself as a great salesperson. Hmm. So that's really why you were so committed and you know nothing distracted you, right? You you made it happen. So it's fascinating.
1: It was an amazing feeling too, because it's just going back to the you know when you when you're in that place, you then you put those 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 great feelings out, those positive feelings out to the universe. I, I here's another great example. Three days later, after I started writing my book, three days, this woman walks in and she orders coffee. She sits next to me. We start chatting. She actually was a uh self-published writer who published 18 books already. Now, I would have never met her. I am 100% convinced I manifested our meeting because I needed to now start knowing, knowing about the publishing industry and here's this woman, the universe sat her down next to me and said, "Have a conversation." And we spoke for 3 hours. Uh so that's what I mean. It's like don't think that that stuff doesn't happen. It does. And, and, um, by the way, I stole that cue card. It's in my car right now. Yeah, of <laughs> i bought watched a, a, a new box of them. <laughs> so yeah, the, 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 the less is more concept the being positive, um, and, and not desperate and doing what makes like, I, when, when I coach someone, one of the first questions I ask is what makes your heart sing? What, what, what is that? And are you doing it? And if you're not, let's figure out how to do it and incorporate in, that into your whole life. Because it's not the legacy at your eulogy. It's not the legacy that you're gonna, they're going to write about in your obituary. It's the legacy to yourself. It's your mm-hmm. legacy when you go to sleep at night. Did you do the right thing? Uh, did you, are you, were you happy? Um, or did you just float through life arbitrarily and all of a sudden you're 65 and you realize, where did my life go?
0: Yeah, and the other thing that I really would like to add here is that no dream is is is, is too big, because I think we are we are our be- our biggest enemies. So often we are um, telling ourselves the stories of I'm too old, I'm too I'm not smart enough, I haven't you know I don't have enough money, and all these excuses to convince ourselves that we we can't dream big and we can't make our dreams happen. And this is really what I work with my clients really on your mindset because. I don't remember, there was this saying that, you know, you can either believe that you're going to do it or, or you can believe that you're not going to do it. And both, both cases could be true, depending yes. on you. Yeah. Right? Exactly. If you believe that you can make it, you're gonna make it. If you believe that you can't, that's also correct. Right. You're not gonna be able to do it. So our mindset, you know, training and really listening to our thoughts and our, you know, our actions, begin our actions, is so important. No, nothing is too big. I mean, look at your energy that you attracted with that lady showing up in the coffee shop. Was, it's it's not, still, it
1: still blows me away that 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 happened. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Because you attracted that energy, right? Yep. You are you, you send that message to the universe and the universe answered. Yep. And I know it can it can sound a little <laughs> a little weird for some people, but it is just how it happens. It's not it,
1: it's, it, it's how it happened. It's energy. And yeah, if you don't believe it, that's that's fine. But but trust me when I say it it, it however it works, it works. And and it's just, you know, you just start um, your days just become better. You know, you, you, you the negative, like if you're a negative person, you're, and, and you're always complaining about people, well, you're attracting all of that. That's why you're negative And you're just attracting all of this negative energy. So you just continue that cycle of negativity. If you can break that, uh, you'll just be amazed on, on the change. One thing you said, I want to, I want to point on, cause I, I point out or hit on, um, and I know we're kind of running out of time, but, um, you said you're going to make it. You're going to, if you dream big, you're going to make it there was a, a ted talk and a, of course i'm forgetting her name but she had a ted talk called fake it till you make it and that goes back to your mindset it goes back to you know what a lot of people are so afraid to put themselves out there a lot of people are afraid that i i you know i don't have an opinion or no one's going to listen to me but you know what if you put yourself out there you 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 even if you don't if you're not an expert at something but you know it a little bit you know, fake it until you make it because that's your mindset. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna feel like you're the expert, and all of a sudden you will become the expert. Uh, you will become mm-hmm. the person. Like when I first started doing videos on LinkedIn, I was scared to death. And I, and I spoke. I've spoken in front of a thousand people. I don't care. Standing on a stage for me is like second nature. But I, I to do a video, I was scared to death. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. Like I know I've been doing it. I was faking it until until now. I now I think I do pretty good videos. And, and if that's a piece of advice I can give you, is give people who are listening, you know, just get out there and do it. Put yourself out there. Fake it till you make it because eventually you will make it.
0: Exactly. And, you know, my coach also says, you know, even if you think you're illusional, you're illusional anyway. So why don't think big, right? Why don't you dream big anyway? If you need to be illusional anyway, right? Right, Because if right. we're, you know, putting ourselves down and, and beating ourselves, we're also there illusional. So we might as big... As, as well, dream big and uh, and make our dreams happen.
1: Awesome. Yep. I, I agree. Well, why don't you wrap up your podcast and then I'll wrap up mine, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> unless you have anything else to add. But this has been, I know, you and I can yeah. talk for the next uh, three hours, but i know, uh, I know exactly. we can't do a podcast no, like that long so
0: really really interesting really inspiring um i'm gonna link uh, the your book and uh, all your contact details in the show notes so people can find you and uh, and engage with you and maybe hook you up on linkedin and sh- look at your wonderful videos i'm a big um uh, viewer of your videos so thank you very much for uh yes for joining in this conversation i really think it was so uh, powerful
1: yes i agree kiara and i'm gonna do the same um to have you know encourage people who need some some guidance and some help and some coaching uh she is in sweden but zoom is a wonderful thing so the we're talking right now at the you know the, the world is 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 our ocean at the, or our oyster as they say oyster. so <laughs> i uh yeah your your stuff is going to be very helpful to my audience as well so this has been a lot of fun so this is alan langer and
0: this is chiara Cavone.
1: and you thank guys have a great day thanks for joining us today
0: thank you do you want to succeed at work while living your best life great then come over to my website chiaracovone.com as in c-h-i-a-r-a-c-o-v-o-n-e and grab a free copy of my morning routine resource it will get you ready for your best self every day in 20 minutes only thank you for tuning in and i will be talking to you next week